Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today, which is Saturday, May 28, 2022, I know that those of you listening live or soon after in the podcast may be coming to this program today with heavy hearts. We've had a lot to work with in this past week emotionally, and if we have a spiritual path, spiritually. And I come to this program today deeply reflecting on just how important, how vitally important it is to continue to emphasize our connection to the divine. This program may at times seem a little bit repetitive, but it is a voice reaching out in a world where any kind of spirituality or acknowledgement of the creator, of the divine, of the loving divine, I'm using a general term to reach out as broadly as possible. And I actually need to acknowledge that I know a good number of you are coming from other parts of the world, not in the United States. And it would be unfair and wrong not to acknowledge that there is incredible tragedy happening in many parts of the world, and where you are, you may be experiencing that too, or you may be very close to that too. And in this moment, we're all close to it in the sense that we're looking at a tragedy impacting innocent, innocent children, and yet we're living in a world where Nuclear annihilation is being bandied about in ways that it never would have been discussed in the 80s. Because in the 80s, we had a 
stronger respect for what you're talking about. You don't step into that. You don't consider that. That ends everything. It's like a domino effect. And, you know, if that was the intended path for this world, if we just aren't going to make it in a love-based way, then even that will come to pass. But I do not believe that it will. I want to speak to people because I certainly have been, one of my paths in life has been to study prophecy. And there are some really, really dark things in prophetic writings. And it can very much seem like we're living through that right now. But I think that it's really important not to claim to know everything about that, what that says, and just give up. Just say, well, there's nothing we can do. This is what's happening. Because a lot of those things are based on interpretation. Even of different, if you study it, it's not just what someone sees, but it's also how people are interpreting it and how they are putting it in a particular time frame. And there can be this tendency to just give up. This is where we're at. It's the end. We can't give up. I can't give up. I've never been able to give up. Even after seeing some of those writings, because I know that unconditional love is at the center of everything. I know that we are spiritually connected. And I had this thought before the program, and this may seem somewhat disconnected, but it really isn't. When I was growing up, Star Wars was a big thing um, as a young teen. And there's, for some reason, there's a part in that first movie that most of us saw in those days, in the 70s, in the, it was 1977, where this notion of the force, which, and I am not claiming that the force is actually what exists, so let's be clear, is thought to be some kind of a superstition. And there's a character um, who, t- who says that, um, actually to a very dark character in the movie, Darth Vader, and says, you know, you're superstitious, um, you know, it's just ridiculous, your superstition. And why that comes to mind is we are seeing a lot of that mockery now and not of dark things, of love-based things, of any kind of spiritual thing because we are so dominated in our primary dialogue that we hear, the primary conversation that we hear, the, the narrative that we're supposed to all buy into. 
that that spiritual stuff, oh, you know, that's just kind of, that's your thing on the side and, you know, but the mainstream is this. The problem with that is those who have witnessed together, not in isolation, who have objectively observed the spiritual, know without a doubt, not a belief, that it's real. How we interpret it may be a belief. How we choose to talk about it may be based on a belief. But there is a great deal of evidence that we are not even looking at because of this dominant materialistic culture which has no way productively forward. It may limp its way along for a while, but when humanity is called to raise their sights higher, to experience the omnipresence of the creative divine. You know, I know a lot of you, some of you out there have trouble with, well, how are you labeling God? Is it the right God? Which God? Let's just say creator, source, the source of all things. That confusion then goes away. How you talk about the creator How you talk about the source of all things may indeed vary. But we have to get ourselves back to the center of what's important. And as I noted in the description for this episode, even when we deny that there is any spiritual connection, that love, that connection, that incredible, incredible energy, which is diminishing it to even use that word. I don't have a word for it. What that is that binds us together, that love. How about that word? That's a good word, love. is present. We feel it. I was watching a really heart-wrenching interview right before this program, and we all are feeling this. And yet, you know, sadly, we are caught up in a world where far too often the innocents are harmed, far too many are harmed. And we really do need to bring this back to not some Band-Aid, but what is it? What is it that ails us? And it goes far, far back in history. I've studied history. I'm wanting to study it even more. I don't always have the time. But it's really a very sad, sad story, at least what's brought us to this point, of just, continuing to develop new ways 
to survive in a conflict-ridden world. That's basically what it is. And so people, you know, they're one one group is conquering another group and they enter different ages and this one develops some new technique that makes them dominant and it goes on and on and on and it brings us to now where that road is nearing the end of the road really because ultimately we've developed such horrendous things which people are even considering as you know they're not talking about it the way we learned in the 80s where you know, you just don't go there. I mean, that's just, go watch the movie War Games, for example. That's an interesting, very simple little movie about this notion where a computer runs simulation. Well, that's part of it. And it's not a game that is that we can even play, essentially. And it's no game. However... There is the spiritual. There is this greater dimension. What led to the dysfunction to begin with? Unwind, unwind, unwind in in our current lives. How did we get here? Why is there such cruelty and uncaring and just vacuousness. Why? It's because we have diminished the value of the spiritual. We mock it. We shut the door. We don't look into it. We assume that it's associated with one kind of belief, And there's never, for many people, any consideration that spiritual reality, knowing it, feeling it, being brought up in the midst of it, would make all the difference. It is just like in that Star Wars movie, just somebody's superstition. And yet what they discovered a little bit later on in that movie was that it was real. Those of us who have objectively observed spiritual experience know it's real. And it will prove itself to anyone who seeks it. I thought to look up a reading for today, if there happened to be one that wanted to be read, nothing happened, nothing came to mind. I did have a very interesting um, synchronicity occur. Actually, there have been a few this past week. Um, One, last night I thought, well, maybe I would go watch that movie Contact. That's an interesting movie in many ways because a skeptic has a powerful experience and it changes her. It changes her. And she says, we are not alone. And she can feel it. And it's not in some stark way. It's in a very spiritual way.
spiritual, emotional way, even though she doesn't have a particular belief to attach it to. She feels the love. Interpretations will arise on the spiritual path. Everybody or most people who have a spiritual experience then looks to what did this mean, where they come to try to understand it better. But it still originates in love. It originates in a feeling. It originates in an experience. And it's something that is life-changing when it occurs. We make many assumptions about it. But ultimately, it is that love that is omnipresent, that binds us together. One of the synchronicities that just happened today, I last night was going to watch this movie Contact, but you actually, on the cable that I have, you have to either rent or buy it, and I decided, no, I wasn't going to do that. So then today, I wandered out to a garage sale, and there happened to be on a table, what do you know, the movie Contact. And I went ahead and bought it. And I actually said to the woman, you know, that that it was quite a coincidence and, you know, that it happened to be there. And what did I receive? A blank stare. Clearly not someone, you know, I wasn't making a really big deal about it, but, you know, it was just kind of interesting because that happens a lot. I mean, it's not that I, it was just a casual conversation. Like, I didn't, you know, that isn't something that it's here, you know, that I was just thinking about this movie. Just not even really a friendly stare, just, you know, just blankness. I had another connection because a few different um, neighbors were having a sale with another woman yesterday. And I saw her again today, and that was completely the opposite, where at the beginning, I was talking in very general ways, not really talking about, not even as much as I said to the woman with the movie. Um, And then somehow, I don't know exactly how it came to be, we suddenly connected, and we started taking it deeper, and it turned out she was considering a lot of things that, you know, I've talked about on this show. Um, Things about, I mean, it really got very deep, you know, thinking about timelines and things like that. And it was quite amazing. And at the core of this conversation was love and following your heart. and, And she just had quite a, she could have been a teacher at any given venue. I felt that, um, you know, most of it was coming from her. That, And I even told her that because I told her I worked in the spiritual community, but I didn't really characterize it very much. And I just told her that, um, you know, she had a lot of wisdom to share. Just a woman that I came across who's um, actually moving. But um, that, too, was a part of the conversation. And I was going to do this show on trust, 
and I probably will do one soon on trust because a lot of what we also talked about is how she was trusting in her path forward, which was no walk in the park. And let's face it, the world right now in general, and many of you may be facing difficult situations, and we are tested. The spiritual path helps us to trust. And of course, this tragedy that we're internalizing, these innocents who were killed, this cruelty that occurred, we're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to um, integrate it with whatever it is we believe. And the more materially focused we are, the less we are able to really look at what is ailing our society. What is failing? Why are we promoting such vacuousness? That's what strict materialism is. And yet we do it every day, everywhere. That is the dominant voice that we hear. To the point that some would even say that the spiritual is dysfunctional. And it is absolutely the opposite. And if that is really dangerous, because if we start totally casting away the spiritual, beyond the mockery, that's just throwing out reality. That's really what it is. Because there have been many scientifically inclined people, including myself, who have objectively observed evidence of spiritual experience, things that could never be explained, things that are so statistically improbable and direct. People who have studied near-death experiences have studied astounding things, things that are impossible from a strictly materialistic view. I myself witnessed when my father passed away 10 years ago, right at that moment of death, he saw something. My sister saw it and I saw it. His eyes saw something. In fact, his eyes had been closed. He had been out. I'd been talking to him. I got there just in time. It was He was supposed to pass away much earlier than I arrived, and yet he waited And um, I talked to him, even though he was not conscious. And right before he died, he opened his eyes. He looked around. And then he looked up, and it was like, what is that? That's what his eyes said. His eyes were totally engaged with what he saw. He, He had earlier we believe, had an NDE because a paramedic had said he was the farthest gone that they had ever seen and actually, you know, managed to save during, this was a couple months before. And he was shouting out to his mother and father, like in recognition, Mom, Pop, right in the living room. 
I wasn't there. I believe he saw them. And so at that actual moment of transition, I he didn't shout out to them, I can't tell you if they were there. I'm sure they were soon. Or maybe he was. they'd been with him for quite a while and it was no great discovery for him. But what he saw was a phenomenon. And it was obvious. Like, I can speculate all day long. It didn't seem to be a being per se. I like to think he saw some kind of light tunnel. I think it was more than a light. Those eyes saw more than a light. This was a very intelligent man, and he had a spiritual path as well. In fact, his father was a minister and a faith healer. Um, And the visionary was no stranger to his background. It was none of that. It was something intricate and real. Like, it was almost like a gateway opened up. I like to think of it as some kind of light lattice, something he saw. In that moment, I witnessed this personally. And then his eyes went dim. And so fast. I could believe how fast. It was like I was seeing my father who was this form that he had been in, and this was 10 years ago, so I've been able to process this plenty. It's not new. And all that was left was like a costume, was like this. It looked like it reminded me of going to a costume shop. I mean, I don't mean to belittle anyone's grief, but what I'm trying to say is there is so much more. He went somewhere. He left. He left that form and it was like dropping a piece of clothing on the floor. It changed physically fast. And he was not there anymore. That soul, that person, that aspect of the divine that was my father continued and went to this thing that he saw with those eyes that I witnessed and my sister witnessed as well, that he saw something for sure. And this alone is a very small experience compared to those who have experienced NDEs. I had another friend, just someone in my community who had no idea that I was involved with spiritual things. And this was some years ago, and we were working on a community event And I was in her vehicle. We had run an errand. And all of a sudden, she opens up to me and tells me about the time that she died and what she saw and how she was talking to these beings. She had had literally had a terrible accident and really did have an NDE some years ago. And she was still processing it. And somehow, bringing this back to spiritual connection, That woman, without knowing anything about me except as her neighbor and someone helping with a community event, knew that it was safe to reach out to me and start to tell me about this. And of course, I was responsive and I let her talk about it. She later ended up telling a whole group of people about it at a dinner and we were just mesmerized by what she had to say. Her courage grew. And what do you know? It turned out 
you found out from other people, oh, another one in the community who had had an experience, an angelic experience, and this other person. And, you know, there wasn't the judgment that you thought there was. We are fooling ourselves. I actually believe that more of us are spiritual than we realize because we're not talking about it. Sometimes, sure, there are plenty of people out there who don't want to give this the time of day, and unfortunately, they are often in dominant positions. But how many times are we pretending? We're just pretending to be a part of an illusion when we know the reality is spiritual. We know it because we've seen it. Yes, we have beliefs. I have beliefs. Many of you have beliefs. You're in different parts of the world. But at the center of that, you have witnessed something. You have felt something that you cannot explain. And there is no material way of explaining it away. Live audience, I will continue a little bit longer for those listening. Um, if you're on the line, you can hear, but um, I won't be going on too much longer. Um, thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show on the homepage while live. I'm greatly appreciative to that. And to those of you who are listening in the podcast, I know that, that you may be listening on Various different platforms. Um, while I'm at it, I'll just say FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website associated with this program. I kind of brought the energy down, which happens when um, the live show ends. But I try not to set this show for much more than 30 minutes since I'm just speaking. And um, it just works out better that way. So even though sometimes I go on after that. See if I can raise the energy again. It's hard to do. And by the way, that's spiritual too. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? My listeners, listening whenever you're listening, across time or live with me right now, did you feel my own energy rise? And then it kind of came down, and now I'm bringing it up again. That's spiritual. That's spiritual connection. And I am connecting to the love of witnessing my father's death years ago and seeing something that could not be explained. After my father died, I looked up. I did look at his body for a second, which, yes, it just, you just could not, you knew there was a spiritual event happening, and it is so reassuring. No, it doesn't take away the grief completely? Of course not. We are human beings. We're going to feel. We are all feeling these things over and over. Every time I turn on the television, I'm practically in tears because I see some heart-wrenching interviews. And it's just, it's an incredibly sad time. You don't have to throw that away. That is the love. Why do you think we're here? We're here to feel to be human 
but we have a connection to the divine. It is even logical. Anyone who believes the divine is omnipresent knows it must necessarily be within each and every one of us. Even the most lost, broken, and misguided. And the real question that we face, yes, we can think about how we got here. I am a great student of society, and I know that the history that we look at here is just one conflict after another, and people not feeling safe and not knowing how to deal with that. And in the material world, that always leads to some unproductive way. And I'm even talking on a societal scale. We're going all the way back. If you look at the history, people just kept developing new ways of making them feel safe or, you know, maybe they were marauding people. You know, there have always been very, there have always been all kinds of dark impulses within humanity. But there has also always been love. And if you look, there is spirituality. If you look within certain cultures that really connect to their spiritual centers, maybe if they can live in a place where there isn't much scarcity. I mean, a lot of this has to do with scarcity and fear. Why do you think this show is about fear? This show has been about fear for over 10 years now. I could talk about fear for another 10 years. Fear is at the core of a lot of dysfunctional things. Could a dysfunctional soul, someone who we can't know, but there has to have been a vacuousness, what is this disconnection? How do we heal? How do we help from an early, early time going all the way back. I firmly believe that because spirituality is often mocked in our society, because we just can't seem to go there as the main voice. And I'm not talking. I know that it gets all wound up in belief. I have beliefs, you have beliefs, they could be very strong. I understand that. I know plenty of people who are convinced it's this way or that way. I know, I know. I grew up with that. I I have my own ways of being convinced as to what what I believe. But it's that spiritual center, that love, that connecting to it, that acknowledging it, that is so very important and will change us because as long as we're mocking it as some kind of stupid superstition, that it's just some kind of fringe thing or even, hey, that's dysfunctional. Oh, that's really just 
the path to utter oblivion. The more that we consider spirituality utterly dysfunctional or stupid or superstitious or, oh, look at those people, the more we'll lose our way. We are going farther and farther down this technological path. I'm using technology now. It's great. I was a technologist. I I still use tech. I some of my work. I help people with simple things now. But I worked in that field. I even worked in AI for I studied AI. It wasn't the main part of what I did, but I've done that too in the early days. I was especially interested in communicating in the form, but not only that, yes, I did. It is only a crutch for all the people who say, oh, we're going to automate ourselves. We're going to somehow believe that we're just these physical bodies. That's in utter denial of what is real. Utter denial. Because we're not brave enough to study what is real. We are stuck in the illusion and we keep developing things within the midst of the illusion of the material. Why are we not more objectively studying the non-material? Because we're afraid. That's why. Because maybe you will be mocked. In fact, this movie Contact that I have now purchased in this synchronistic way that it I don't know what are the statistical chances that would show up today there were only about five movies on that table by the way and that was one of them that movie has a lot of things in it um, about skepticism about feeling, about changing, about having an experience and having a difficulty explaining it. It even contains some proof at the at the end that is diminished because people don't want to talk about that. We have to talk about it. I will continue to talk about it on this program. I will talk about it as long as I have the ability to do so. And yes, I will aim to talk about it in different ways. I think I'm going to draw this program to a close. Whatever you are feeling today, and I know it hurts to see what's going on, to feel it, I do hope you can reach out to something more For me, it helped to be asked to be shown the way. But you may want to be shown the way gently. Sometimes the crash course is a little bit quick. Be open to learning something new. Frame it if you are afraid that you only want to hear from the source of all things, from the creator, if you doubt 
I mean, it's hard to characterize the darkness. There is darkness and there is light, but love is stronger. The darkness is just the absence of the light. Love is the light. Love is all there is. Thank you for being here. This program broadcasts live on Blog Talk Radio every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Most Saturdays, and I'm managing to keep it up pretty well. And you can discover the podcast on various platforms. And yes, FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can learn more. You can follow the show on Blog Talk Radio if you want to get emails before the show goes live. I usually set up a show pretty close to it going live just to guarantee that I'll be here. And usually I'm not quite sure what I'm going to talk about until very close to it being live, and you can always find it in the podcast, and I invite you to discover the Facebook group, too. I always forget the Facebook page, and I'm on Twitter. You can find all of those links at FrontierBeyondFear.com. I hope you can find some peace in your spirit this week. Feel what you feel. That's okay. I feel it too. But also work with it. Go out into nature if you need to. Look for beautiful things. Reflect. Breathe. Take care, everyone.